based on what I'm seeing here this week, you're going to start seeing some significant revaluations of not just the producers, not just the developers, but also the exploration companies. You are listening to Mining Stock Education. This is Bill Powers, your host, and I am in not the Swiss Alps, although it feels like it. I am in Beaver Creek, Colorado at the Precious Metals Summit. And uh, the benefit of coming here is that I get to meet with many mining executives, learn the stories, see where good investment possibilities lie. And I'm with a CEO and a vice president of exploration of one of those investment possibilities. I'm talking about Otis Gold Corp. This is an Idaho-focused, Anico Ego-backed company, a developer and exploration company in Idaho. And uh, Craig and Alan, I'd like to welcome you to the program. It'd be a good to start off, Craig, if you could just kind of give us an overview of your flagship project here, the Kilgore Project. Uh, give us an overview, please. Sure. Uh, Kilgore is based in Idaho. It's a volcanic-hosted epithermal gold system. There's about a 960,000-ounce gold resource on the property. Uh, we just came out with a preliminary economic assessment at Kilgore. Uh, it's about a five-year mine life, 112,000 ounces of gold a year. Uh, the CapEx on the project is about 81 million U.S. dollars. The net present value on the project is 110 million U.S. dollars uh, using a $1,300 gold price. The IRR in the project is about 34% after tax. People should keep in mind we're talking about a $1,300 gold price on this PEA and we're sitting at a $1,400 gold price. So uh, the economics on that project are substantially enhanced at, at higher gold prices, but we've used a conservative number. And what's really exciting about Kilgore, we own 100% interest in this project. There's no royalties on the project. And most importantly, uh, there's significant opportunities to grow the deposit uh, beyond the existing 960,000 ounce resource. So as we move forward with this company and aggressively explore, um, we think there's a significant opportunity to enhance the economics of the PEA uh, with a longer mine life and potentially um, higher production numbers as well. So uh, when you're looking at a $1,500 gold price, what would be the IRR at a $1,500 gold price on this project? We are over 50% at uh, $1,500, and the IRR goes up to about $185 million. Yes. And then the exploration potential, are you going to be testing that this year? Uh, we're testing extensions of the existing deposit this year with step-outs off of uh, the Kilgore deposit. Next year is going to be a big year where we plan on testing some of the uh, satellite targets that exist on this 12,000-acre project. Alan, what brought you uh, to Otis Gold Corp? What was some of the key things of the company and also this Kilgore project? A colleague of mine when I was working at Castle Mountain as the exploration manager um, drew me to Otis and then I read the previous 2012 um, resource statement and I was attracted to the potential size of the Kilgore deposit because of its overall geologic setting. And what are some of the comparables? Like when an investor is looking at this project, what, they sh what should they compare it to in terms of its potential and operating mines? That's what really drew me to, to the Kilgore deposit because it's really a unique setting in the North American geologic environment. And it doesn't really have a correlative deposit. I mean, the closest you could really come to is probably Round Mountain in Nevada. And could you give us, uh, for those that don't know, what are some of the average grades or production rates of that, that uh, project there? I, can, I can't give you the detailed numbers, but um, in, from my point of view, in terms of exploration, geologic setting, cold era hosted, 
um, hydrothermal alteration are the things that really attract me to it. The overall exploration potential rather than being a specific grade and tons type number. Craig, is there anything else the investors should know about the potential of this project? Uh, sure. Well, one of the things you just mentioned uh, or brought up was uh, Round Mountain. And what's interesting from a comparative point of view is that Round Mountain was originally developed by a company called Echo Bay Mines. And in the 1990s, Echo Bay was the one that originally started developing the open pit heat bleach um, potential at Kilgore. So they saw some direct comparisons to Round Mountain. And Round Mountain has really been one of the most successful um, volcanic hosted epithermal gold systems in not just the United States, but the world in terms of its uh, historic production, its current production uh, profile. Uh, and there's some really fascinating comparisons to, to, to that story. Uh, I really think in many respects, we've got a mini round mountain and a round mountain in, in the making going forward. Tell us about Idaho as a mining jurisdiction. What should investors know and what are the positive things that are occurring in Idaho right now? Well, when I first got involved in Idaho in 2008, it was a bit of a have-not state. There's a long history of mining in Idaho uh, going right back to the 1800s. Um, silver is a very uh, big commodity in the state. Um, base metals, gold, there's been a long history of gold production. Phosphate, uh, which is a fertilizer uh, material, has been produced for years in the state and it's one of their biggest um, uh, mining commodities that are produced from an open pit perspective. Uh, So there's a strong history of mining in the state. It's the number five uh, industry out there. Uh, We've got a Republican government in the state right now for many years, which has been very supportive of resource and extractive industries, not just mining, but, you know, forestry, um, agriculture, that sort of stuff. And uh, so they're extremely supportive at the state level. Um, Our permitting authority at uh, Kilgore is the U.S. Forest Service. Um, They can control all of the uh, the surface permitting at our particular project uh, they've been fantastic to work with um, that's one of the critical things uh, in terms of developing a mining project in Idaho is uh, how well you can actually interact with the the specific um, local office that you're you're that's doing the permitting at your project and that's one of the things a box that we've checked at, at Kilgore uh, our previous exploration team developed a very solid relationship with the Forest Service. When Alan joined us two years ago, he's continued developing and growing that relationship. And when you can have a, a very good level of trust with those permitting authorities, you haven't uh, made any errors in any of your past conduct out uh, at uh, at the project, which we haven't at, at Kilgore. Um, if you're projecting a very positive image in terms of um, how you plan to approach the development of, of a mine out there and sharing with the, the local uh, community how important um, taking care of the environment, things like that are, uh, that goes a long ways to um, getting the your permitting people on, on board with you. And we've certainly got that uh, at Kilgore specifically with the Forest Service. And I think in, in general, um, since I've been involved in the project in 2008, we've had a whole influx of companies coming in and starting to redevelop brownfield gold mines, competitors, friendly competitors like Revival Gold, Liberty Gold, Integra Resources, Midas Gold. 
all of these people are, are conducting themselves in a very good way in the state, developing a good re reputation with the permitting people. As a result of that, investment dollars, institutional investment dollars, uh, number one, so in institutional investment funds are coming into the state. Um, strategic investors, for instance, at Kilgore, Agnico Eagle Mines Limited uh, took a 9.9% uh, position uh, in our company. Um, Paulson and Company out of New York has a very large investment position uh, in Midas Gold. Uh, these kind of uh, events in terms of capital flowing into our state are a very clear indication that the state is supportive of uh, the resource development and extractive industries. So there's a lot of positive momentum going on in the money flowing in, like you said, but there's also a court challenge. Can you talk about this court challenge that doesn't specifically deal with Otis, but it affects Otis? Sure, and what you're uh, referencing for your listeners is the fact that an environmental group has filed a, a complaint against the U.S. Forest Service uh, with respect to how they have approved the last expiration permit that Kilgore was issued in August of 2018, so a basically a year ago. That process is going, uh, or that complaint is going through a process and we hope to have it uh, resolved. Um, and it certainly created some challenges for us as a business from an operating perspective, because it's created some uncertainty uh, around uh, our permit. Uh, but at the same time, our uh, our legal counsel, the U.S. Forest Service, and the Department of Justice, who are um, dealing with this case, um, are very confident that they'll reach um, a, a resolution of this, and it'll be in our rearview mirror, and we'll uh, be able to advance happily with this project. At the same time, the fact that an environmental group has come out uh, and raised this issue um, makes it clear to me that I, as a guy who's running one of these companies has to work that much harder uh, to get the community involved in what we're doing, get them uh, to understand um, how we plan to develop a mine in the future and start to um, address some of the concerns uh, that, that people have uh, so that we can get some of these uh, folks more uh, on board with, with what we are doing as a company. And it could be argued that it's a buying opportunity because your shares are significantly less than previous years. So could you talk about your company uh, from a valuation standpoint? How do you perceive your valuation and what's the opportunity here for investors? Sure. Well, I think it's, it's a pretty compelling uh, story. So yeah, there is a, a real opportunity there. When we get through this court case, there's going to be a potentially a significant revaluation in the company. We're trading at about 10 cents Canadian a share. So a $16 million Canadian valuation, uh, $13 million US per ounce in the ground. We're trading at about $13 US an ounce in the ground. Uh, the median in the western U.S. is about $50, $55 an ounce in the ground. Uh, so there's some significant upside. And when you look at the fact that we've got this new PEA in place that has some very strong economics and you stand on the edge of our deposit and you look out on that 12,000 acres and you see the fact that there is alteration throughout this project, there's gold in the soils, there's gold in pretty much every rock you pick up, you really get the feeling and you can see that wow, this story is going to, to grow. And if you buy into that, there is a real uh, unique investment opportunity, in, I believe, in, in, Otis, uh, in Otis today at these levels. You also have the Oakley project. Uh, Alan, could you talk about the, uh, the exploration potential with this project, please? 
Well, the Oakley Project is part of a, I hesitate to call it a mining district, but with the Black Pine Mine to the east and the old Vipont Silver Mine to the south, we're certainly in a, an environment that can and probably will host reasonable uh, exploration prospects with with downstream development potential and um, our Oakley project is one of those areas where we see widespread surface expressions of gold mineralization which for me as an exploration geologist is extremely encouraging but more than that it's the scale of what I see at the surface um, many years ago um, one of my professors at the Royal School of Mines suggested that the surface, the days of finding surface mineral deposits was over and we were going to be looking for blind deposits. But what makes Oakley so exciting is to walk up with anybody at any level and show them the rock that hosts the gold and the silver at surface and basically say, this is a virgin exploration prospect. It's been tested with some drilling. But there's a lot more to test. There's a lot more to understand, and it's got some real scale potential. Are you going to be drilling it uh, upcoming? I hope to be drilling it um, early next year. Um, I would like to have drilled it this fall, but we, you know, we have this issue of the complaint and to raise some money to get that done. We're we've had a lot of site tours. We had a lot of excitement from um, mid tier mining companies looking at the Oakley prospect. So. I believe that uh, next season will be a very, very busy drill season at, uh, on the Oakley Prospect. Excellent. Craig, as we uh, conclude here, can you kind of recap for investors? We've laid out the, the case, but recap the upcoming catalyst for the next twelve to uh, six to 12 months. Uh, sure. Well, number one is going to be a fall drill program at Kilgore with step-out drilling and a potential to increase the resource. Uh, number two, uh, in 2020, a significantly larger exploration program, uh, which is going to start testing some of the exploration targets at Kilgore. Uh, number three at Oakley, um, as Alan uh, referenced earlier, uh, we are looking to bring in a, a partner to advance that project. I'm fairly confident we'll see some uh, uh, developments on that front in the near future, which is going to lead to uh, a significant drill program uh, on that project in 2020. A resolution of the uh, complaint that was filed at Kilgore uh, later this fall is also going to be a significant driver of uh, the, the valuation of our company. Bill, one of the interesting things about being here at uh, Beaver Creek in Colorado for the 2019 Precious Metals Summit, um, and I, this is my third year in a row of coming here, it's great to see a bunch of new names in terms of investors, institutional investors, high net worth investors. Um, there's pretty much every major mining company is here looking for projects, and that tells me that we're on the cusp of a pretty interesting move in the gold market, and that alone is going to create some amazing opportunities for investors who want to get into this space which has been downtrodden for a number of years gold is really underinvested from a portfolio perspective in the united states and when people start to move back into this space and based on what i'm seeing here this week um, you're going to start seeing some significant revaluations of not just the producers, not just the developers, but also the the exploration company. So it's a, you know, as a guy who's running one of these companies, who's heavily invested as an owner and a founder of Otis, it's a pretty exciting uh, time for me, and it should be for investors as well. 
All right, you've been hearing from Otis Gold Corp and the company trades in Toronto under the ticker OOO, that's triple O. Also trades in the States on the OTC under the ticker OGLDF. Company has 162.4 million shares outstanding. As you heard, Agnico Ego owns 9% and management directors and insiders are vested in the company. They own a quarter of the company. Go to the website, otisgold.com to learn more and to make sure you pay attention to the upcoming catalyst and uh, check out the company more. This is Bill reporting from Beaver Creek, uh, Colorado at the Precious Metals Summit. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this Mining Stock Education Podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded investors. Visit us on the web at miningstockeducation.com for more resources on precious metals and natural resource investing. At our website, you can also sign up for our free newsletter for interview transcripts, stock picks, and more. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.